Lesson number 51, Surah Ali Imran, ayah number 156 to 168. When? When they have the same physical features? Not necessarily. People could be twins, but they're completely different and opposite. When do you say she is so much like her that two individuals resemble one another so much when they are? Similar in their behavior, in their actions, in their attitude, in their statements, in their reaction, in the way they work. So over here, Allah says, do not be like the disbelievers. Meaning, do not react the way they react. Do not believe the way they believe. Do not think the way they think. Do not say what they say. Because when a person becomes similar to a particular group of people, then he is considered one of them. Like for example, if you speak a particular language, even if that's not your mother tongue, if you dress like the people of that language, if you think the people of that language think, if you have the same beliefs, then you are considered one of them. Correct? So Allah prohibits us from resembling who? الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Especially when وَقَالُوا And they said, meaning especially in statements. That we should not utter the same words that they utter. We should not say the same kind of statements that they state. Doesn't mean if they speak a particular language, we don't speak that language. No, this is not what the meaning is. Meaning what they say at the time of grief, at the time of loss, at the time of sadness. You should not be repeating the same words when you are grieving. What they say when they're upset, you should not say the same words when you are upset. So if for example, if they swear, should you be swearing when you're angry? No. If they curse someone when they're angry, should you be cursing someone when you're angry? No. Do not resemble them. Do not idealize them. Do not imitate them. But unfortunately, because of what we see on television, because of what we read, what happens? The same statements that they utter, we begin to utter as well. And sometimes we don't even reflect on what we are saying. That Allah does not approve of such a statement. That the statement could actually be shirk. You know, we don't even reflect on that. So we should be very conscious about what we say. Don't just say something because we have heard other people saying it. So what do they say at the time of grief? And they say, About their brothers. Lam over here does not mean to, but rather it means about, concerning. And the word ikhwan is the plural of akh. What does akh mean? Brother. Okay? And ikhwan, brothers. And remember that brotherhood is of several types. One is the brotherhood through lineage, meaning when people share the same lineage, when they belong to the same family. So for example, siblings, or people from the same tribe, people from the same ethnicity. So this is what? Brothers. But another kind of brotherhood is what? 
of religion. When two or more people are from the same religion, then they're considered as brothers of one another. Likewise, not just religion, but actions. When people have the same kind of actions, when they have the same goals, same habits, then they're known as brothers, even though there may be no blood relationship between the two of them. So for example, Mubaddireen, people who are wasteful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls them the ikhwanu shayateen, brothers of the devils. Why? Because they are friends of the devils. So when a person is a friend to another, then he is also considered a brother of his. So over here, لِإِخْوَانِهِمْ Their brothers. What kind of brotherhood is this? It could be of lineage. Okay, It could be of love, of friendship. So they say about their loved ones, about their close ones, about their relatives, إِذَا ضَرَبُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ Whenever they have traveled in the earth. ضَرَبُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ literally means to strike the earth, but you know that this is an expression which means to travel. So when their brothers have gone out, out of their homes, and this could be for the purpose of trade, this could be for the purpose of visiting someone, a person travels for various reasons. So when their brothers have gone out, إِذَا ضَرَبُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ أو كانوا غزن, Or they were warriors, meaning or their brothers were warriors. غزن, warriors, fighters, it's the plural of the word غازن, from the root letters غين, زاي, واو. The word غزوة means battle. Have you heard of the word غزوة? غزوة بدر, غزوة أحد. Technically, in Islamic law, it refers to the battles in which the Prophet ﷺ participated himself. But the word ghazwa literally means a battle. Ghazin is someone who goes for battle. So who is he? A warrior, a fighter. And ghuzza, plural of that, would mean warriors, fighters. So their brothers are warriors. And when they have traveled for whatever reason, or when they went out to fight in the way of Allah, what happened? They died. They lost their lives. So, what happens? Alladina kafaru back home. What do they say about their brothers who have lost their lives because they traveled or because they went out in the way of Allah? They say, "Lau kanu indana, if only they were with us, mama they would not have died. Wama qutilu, and they would not have been killed. If our brothers had stayed at home." With us, they had not gone for that trip, on that flight, on that journey. They would not have gone in the way of Allah. Then they would have been alive. مَا مَاتُوا وَمَا قُتِلُوا Notice the words. مَاتُوا قُتِلُوا مَاتُوا is from maut. And قُتِلُوا is from قَتْل. What does maut refer to? Death which is caused by natural causes. So for example, a person is traveling. He falls ill. He doesn't receive proper you know, treatment in time. And as a result of that, he dies. And what is qatl? When a person kills another. Okay? So you can say that maut is because of natural causes. And qatl is because of the injustice of other people. So they say about their brothers, if they were home with us, they would not have died, they would not have been killed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't say such statements. O oh, believers, don't say such statements. Because who says such statements? Alladina kafaru. Now at the battle of Uhud, how many believers passed away? How many believers were martyred? About 70. It is said that 66 of them were Ansar. So the majority were from who? 
from the people of Medina, and four of them were muhajireen who had migrated from Makkah to Medina. So their brothers were who? The people of Medina, right? The Ansar, the Aus and Khazraj, those tribes. But remember that many of the people who had apparently accepted Islam were still disbelievers at heart. And who were they? The munafiqeen, the hypocrites. And they are described as الَّذِينَ kafaru over here. They are described as الَّذِينَ kafaru Because in reality, they don't have iman. So when their cousins, their relatives, their brothers passed away at the battle of Uhud, they expressed their sadness, their condolence to one another, saying, if only they had stayed in Medina with us, they would not have been killed. Because what happened? The munafiqeen, many of them, they did not go, first of all. Those who went, 300 of them, what happened? They came back to Medina. They left the Prophet ﷺ and they came back to Medina. Isn't that so? So they thought, when we came back, when we left the Prophet ﷺ, we saved our lives. And our brothers, they went along with the Prophet ﷺ and they lost their lives. So they're expressing their sadness. And they say, if only they had stayed, they would not have been killed. They would not have died. So Allah prohibits us from saying such a statement. لِيَجْعَلَ اللَّهُ So that Allah makes. لِيَجْعَلَ Lam over here is of consequence. That when the people say such statements, then what happens? Allah makes ذَلِكَ that, meaning this statement of theirs, this thinking of theirs, this belief of theirs, that had they stayed behind, they would not have been killed. Allah makes such a belief, حَسْرَةً فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ Just a regret, a sadness, a grief, a sorrow, a distress in their hearts. Because no matter how much regret they express, is it going to change anything? Not at all. You know, if you keep thinking, if only I had not done this, if only she had not gone there, if only, if only, then it just keeps you sad. You can't get over it. You cannot move on. So Allah makes such a belief a source of regret and sadness in their hearts. What is hasra? Regret over what has happened and wish for it's contrary. So they wish that accident had not happened. They keep wishing and hoping that their brothers had not gone. But it's just a hasra in their hearts. It cannot change the reality. And this will cause them to remain unhappy. They will never be able to get over it. You know, when you keep thinking, I shouldn't have written that in the test. I knew the right answer. Why did I not put a dot? Why did I not put a kasra? Why did I put the alif lamb? You know, if you keep telling yourself, why, 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 can you get over it? You can never. Can you be happy? You cannot be. You always remain unhappy. So this is a cause of hasra in the hearts. Allah assures us that wallahu yuhyi wa yumeet. It is Allah who gives life and death. Allah gives life and death. It is not certain places, it is not certain accidents, it is not certain individuals, it is not certain events. No, they do not give life and death. Who gives life and death? Allah gives life and death. Because a person may try to kill himself, but can they be successful? Only if Allah wants. Many people try to commit suicide, but what happens? They survive. Right? They survive. Likewise, a person could be in a terrible car crash. 
could be in a terrible accident, could be in the most vulnerable place, situation. But still what happens? They survive. Isn't that so? And another person, he could be in a very safe environment, but still he loses his life. So it's not about where you are that will bring you death. It's about Allah deciding to give you death. That is what will bring you death. وَاللَّهُ يُحْيِي وَيُمِيتُ وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ And Allah is watching whatever that you're doing. Whatever that you're doing, whatever that you're saying, whatever that you are expressing, Allah is watching you. So be careful about what you say at times of loss. Be careful about your statements. Now, remember that belief in decree is a part of iman. We Muslims believe that life, death, health, you know, sickness, rizq, provision, poverty, getting something, losing something, all of these are based on what? The decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He can give whatever He wills to whomsoever He wills and He can also take it away. Ultimately, it is His decision. And part of this belief is what? That it is Allah who decides when, how, and where a person will die. We believe that Allah decides when, how, and where a person will die. We have learned earlier, وَمَا كَانَ لِنَفْسٍ أَن تَمُوتَ illa It is not possible for a person to die except with the permission of Allah. Now the hypocrites, they do not have this belief. This is the reason why if anyone lost their life, if anyone was killed, if anyone died because of sickness or illness, or because they happened to be at a certain place where tragedy happened and they died, they would say such statements. That, لَوْ كَانُوا عِنْدَنَا مَا مَاتُوا وَمَا قُتِلُوا Remember that accidents are just excuses. They are just a means. Okay? That Allah uses to bring us harm or benefit. The accident itself is not the cause. It's just a means. It's an excuse. Because what's going to happen is going to happen anyway. What Allah has decided is going to happen anyway. Therefore, when a person believes in this with certainty, then accepting Allah's becomes easier for him. Accepting something difficult becomes easier for him. And when he does not have this yaqeen, then he is in constant turmoil. That sometimes we think, you know, because I took the highway, I'm stuck here. Right? Because I took this route, this is why I had an accident. I don't like this road. I don't like this street. I don't like to drive at this time. I don't like to drive in the rain. You know what? That rain was just an excuse. That traffic jam was just an excuse. That difficulty was going to come to you anyways. Sometimes it happens that we're trying to get somewhere very quickly. And no matter what route we take, we get stuck. And even if we end up avoiding it somehow and reaching our destination, still what we were supposed to get a particular time, we only get it at that time. You know, sometimes it happens that you're running to a doctor's appointment and you're freaking out because you're getting one red light after the other and you get there and you find out that the doctor is running late. So you have to wait for another hour. Right? So remember that whatever is destined to happen, whenever, however, is going to happen. Sometimes it happens that you even try to take precaution. 
right? That you're like, no, I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to take this road because it's not safe for me. There's an accident over there or my car, you know, something might happen. Because of a genuine reason, you have this fear. But still, you forget everything at the last moment and you end up going the same route that you were avoiding. You end up doing the same thing that you did not want to do. So it doesn't mean that we don't try to take precaution. We don't plan anything. No, we do plan. But if things don't go as planned, then we accept it as Allah's decree. And we don't say, if only, if only. Because if only causes regret and sadness. If only opens the door to shaitan. Right? It opens the door to shaitan, meaning then shaitan is welcomed in, that come and put whatever waswasa in my heart that you want, lead me astray, you know, put negative thoughts in my mind about Allah, about people, make me angry so that I can say harsh statements. And isn't that what happens? Isn't that what happens when we don't accept Allah's decree? Then what happens? We become angry and we say things we shouldn't say, we do things that we should not do. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, إِحْرِصْ عَلَى مَا يَنْفَعُكَ Be greedy for that which benefits you. Meaning if something benefits you, strive for it. Desire it. Go for it. Go get it. وَاسْتَعِمْ بِاللَّهِ And seek Allah's help for it as well. وَلَا تَعْجَزْ And do not be weak. Meaning, give it your best. Try to seek it if something benefits you. But, وَإِنْ أَصَابَكَ شَيْءٌ But if something reaches you, meaning if you suffer some loss or harm, فَلَا تَقُلْ Then do not say, لَوْ أَنِّي فَعَلْتُ كَانَ كَذَا وَكَذَا Meaning, do not say, if only I had done, then such and such would have happened. Don't say, if only. وَلَكِنْ بَتْ قُلْ say قَدَرَ اللَّهِ Allah has decreed this. وَمَا شَاءَ فَعَلَ And whatever Allah wants, He does it. Why should you not say لَوْ? Because فَإِنَّ لَوْ تَفْتَحُ عَمَلَ الشَّيْطَانِ Because لَوْ opens the door to the deed of shaitan, meaning it welcomes the shaitan in. So what do we see in this hadith? That you do your best. You know, if you believe that if you go on a particular road, you don't feel confident, then okay, avoid that road. But if you end up over there, then don't say, oh, I shouldn't have come, I shouldn't have come, I shouldn't have come. Because when you keep thinking like that, then really you should not have come. Because you're going to put yourself in danger. You know, when a person takes a particular course at school, at university, and they don't end up getting a good mark. And they say, I should not have taken this course. I should not have taken this course. Then what happens? You cannot perform at your best. You're constantly filled with regrets. And it's not going to change the reality at all. So we see that a believer, he has firm conviction in this, that whatever happens, happens with Allah's will. And because of this, he has inner strength. He has the motivation to do his best. He has confidence. Because a believer, his reaction is, Allahu kana wa ma lam yasha lam yakun. Whatever Allah wills happens, whatever Allah does not will, does not happen. Wala in kutiltum fi sabilillah. Then Allah explains to us that even if you die, even if you are killed in the way of Allah, awmutum, or you die. If you are in the way of Allah and you are killed, so you die because of someone else's injustice on you. Awmuttum, or you die because of natural causes. So, qatl in Allah's way, what is that? That a person is assassinated, a person is killed because he is in the path of Allah. 
Like for example, when the Sahaba, when they went for the battle of Uhud, when they went for the battle of Uhud, before the battle began, the mushrikeen, some of their leaders, they said to them, they said to the Muslims, they said to the Ansar, the people of Medina, that, you know, we're giving you a chance, you can go, you can leave Muhammad wasallam. you can hand him over to us, and we have nothing to do with you, we don't have any interest in killing you, in harming you. Okay? This is what they said. And the Ansar, they got very upset, that how dare you try to say this to us, that we can abandon Muhammad ﷺ and save our lives. No, we're never going to abandon him. You cannot get him from us. We are going to protect him. We're going to fight by him against you. So then what happened? Those same Ansar, they were killed. Many of them were killed. 66 of them were killed. Why were they killed? Because they were in the way of Allah. The mushrikeen had no interest in killing them. They hadn't come to kill them. They had come to fight who? Muhammad ﷺ and the muhajireen. They were interested in Muhammad ﷺ, not the Ansar. So a person is killed only because he is in the way of Allah. Otherwise the Ansar, they were safe. Why did they lose their lives? Because they went out in the way of Allah. Likewise, for example, in the past there have been many scholars who were assassinated, who were killed. Why? Because of the work that they were doing. Otherwise, you know, they were not criminals. Not at all. They didn't have personal enmity with someone. Not at all. Why were they assassinated? Just because they were in the way of Allah. People did not like them because of what they said, because of what they did. So they were killed. So, وَلَئِنْ قُتِلْتُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَوْ Examples of when a person dies in the way of Allah, in the way of Allah, in the cause of the religion. So for example, a person goes for hajj. They go for hajj, they catch an infection, they are not treated properly, and they die. And people say, you know, they shouldn't have gone for hajj. A person is old, they're already sick, they go for umrah, and they get more sick, and they die. For example, a person goes out to seek knowledge. They're going to a different country, for instance, to seek knowledge of the deen. But there's a plane crash or something like that, and they die. Because of natural causes. Not because someone killed them, but because of natural causes. But they lost their life. Why? Because they were out in the way of Allah. Allah says, if you are killed in the way of Allah, or you die in the way of Allah, then لَمَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ Surely forgiveness from Allah وَرَحْمَةٌ and mercy It is خَيْرٌ مِّمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ It is far better than what the people collect, than what the people gather. Meaning if you're killed in the way of Allah, if you die in the way of Allah, then you're not missing much. Because what you are going to gain, where you have gone, is far better than what you have left behind is far better than what is in the world. Because everyone is going to die anyways. Isn't that so? Sooner or later, every individual is going to meet his death. But if a person dies in the way of Allah, he is killed in the way of Allah, that is far better for him. Because what he will gain is much better than what the people collect. You know, if a person dies in the way of Allah, then people feel sorry for him or her. Especially if they were young, or if they have a young family. You know, people feel sorry for them. 
you know, they missed out on this fun. They missed out on seeing their children grow up. They missed out on seeing this great day of happiness, which is why every time there is Eid or there is a family gathering, you know, people say, I'm missing so and so. I wonder if they were here, what they would say. You know what? They're probably in a far better place. They're probably in a far, far better place. This is just like if you have gone to Wonderland or if you've gone to Marineland, not with your family and your young siblings, but with your friends. Okay? And you can imagine how much fun that would be. You're just with your friends. All right? And alhamdulillah, when you go there, you make sure that you lower your gaze. And when you go there, you make sure that you pray salah on time. And then when you go there, you know that you're not spending the whole day in just amusing yourself. But you also do what a believer should do in a day. Okay. So imagine you're out. And when you come home, your younger brother says, You know what? Khala came. You're like, so? I had so much fun. Or your younger brother says, You know, I went to Costco with dad. You're like, so? So what? I didn't miss out on much because I had more fun. Then you don't care about what people got, what your brother got, what happened. You don't care because you had such a good day. You had so much fun. So just like that, when a person dies in the way of Allah, he's killed in the way of Allah, then okay, we are sad. But don't feel pity for them. Don't feel pity for them. That oh, Poor so-and-so, I wish they were here. You know, they would have been so happy. Everyone has to go. If they've gone in the way of Allah, then rejoice for them. That they had a good death. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them. Allah says it is khayrun mimma yajma'oon. The Prophet ﷺ said, A small place equal to an area equipped by a whip in paradise. How thick is a whip? Think of it like a belt, Right? How thick is that? Not that much. How long is it? Not that much. But a small place that is covered by the area that a whip takes in Jannah, the Prophet ﷺ said, it is better than the whole world and whatever that is in it. So if a person gets even a little bit of Jannah, it is better than the entire dunya. It is better than everything in this world. خَيْرٌ مِمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ It is better than all that the people gather. وَلَا إِمُّتُمْ And if you were to die, أَوْ قُتِلْتُمْ Or you were killed, لَا إِلَى اللَّهِ تُحْشَرُونَ You're going back to Allah, you're being gathered to Allah. Ultimately, you will be gathered to Him. Meaning, everyone is supposed to go anyway. Then why is it such a tragedy if someone has died in the way of Allah? If someone is killed in the way of Allah? You know, just the other day I was reading on news about a young man, he was driving, and as he was driving, he was sending a text message. And he drove off into the other lane or something, and immediately car crashed, and he died soon after that. And the text message that he was sending, he couldn't complete it. So the parents, they took a screenshot of that image, and they have you know publicized it to discourage young people from texting and driving at the same time. And this was like a warning for other people. And there were statements like, you know, if you make such a mistake, you could really lose out on everything and all the fun and and stuff. And I was thinking, okay, even if this person was to live, I'm not saying it's okay to text and drive. No, you have to take precaution and protect yourself. But saying such things like, you know, if they had not done this at this time, 
then they would be alive and they would graduate and they would find a girlfriend and they would get married and they would have a family and they would have a house and they would be so happy. And now they're going to miss out on everything. You know what? Even if they enjoyed everything, still were they not supposed to go? They were. Everyone is supposed to go one day or the other. Ultimately, everyone is going to leave. Everyone is going to depart. So why is it such a big deal if someone dies in the way of Allah? Then always look at the big picture. Always look at the big picture. Don't just pity someone because they have died a young death. Right? They died a very sad death, a very terrible death. Always look at the big picture. You know, like for example, someone could be extremely sick for a very long period of time and every day they're in so much pain. And their death is like a relief for them. Like Allah says, فَرَوْحٌ Death will be a source of relief for them. وَرَيْحَانٌ وَجَنَّةُ نَعِيمٌ For many people it is like that. But, you know, sometimes we become selfish and we want them to live on in that pain just because we want to see them. Just because we want to know they're alive. You don't know. They may be in a far better place. That, for example, if a woman loses a child, that yes, it's a big tragedy. It's something that's very hurtful. You know, you feel pity for the child, you feel pity for the mother. But what do we learn from the hadith? That such a child will take the mother to Jannah. Holding her hand, taking her to Jannah. Musa alayhi when he went with Khadr, everything that happened, he became so upset almost that, why did you do this? Why did you destroy the ship? Why did you kill that poor child? Why didn't you, you know, ask them for money? So what was he explained? That Allah knows better, right? That was the message that he was given. That Allah always knows better. And besides, even if a mother dies, leaving behind young children, yes, this is something that's very sad, that little children are growing up without their mother being around. They're really going to miss out on you know, the love and the affection that they could receive from the mother. But again, there is wisdom in every decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I was reading an article by a scholar in which he had written that when he was very young, his father passed away. And his mother basically raised them, you know, him and his brother in, in India. And in these places, many times it happens in Muslim communities even, that the widow is not given any share of the inheritance, right, of her dead husband. So she was not given anything. Her sons were not given anything. So basically the scholar, he said that I grew up in very difficult circumstances, very difficult circumstances that we were basically alone, left without any money. We had to struggle for every penny, for everything. But this scholar, imagine growing up in a small village in India. He is well informed. He is so educated. He is so thorough in his knowledge and his understanding. And part of that reason is that when he underwent that difficulty, he had this desire to study, to learn, to do something. And that's what the mother encouraged them to do. That I'm not going to go fight for the money. You have to work hard yourself. You have to work hard yourself. And that's what they did. So it happens sometimes that we feel that what has happened is kind of unfair, that we are missing out. But sometimes Allah takes away that luxury and that blessing and that convenience away from us because what we can do in difficulty, we won't do in ease. So in a way, it is better for us. So there's always the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala behind everything. So everyone is going to Allah anyway. La ilallahi tuhsharoon. You are going back to Him. So when you have to go back to Him, then look forward to meeting Him. You know in a hadith we learned that 
Allah says that if my servant loves to meet me, I love to meet him too. And if he hates to meet me, then I hate to meet him as well. So look forward to the meeting with Allah. It doesn't mean that pray for death, but that when it comes, then accept it. Whether it comes to us or to someone else. Let's listen to the recitation. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la takunu kalladheena kafaru wa qalu li ikhwanihim wa qalu li ikhwanihim idha darabu fil ardi aw kanu ghuzzan law kanu indana ma matu wa ma qutilu liyaj'ala Allahu dhalika hasratan fi qulubihim wallahu yuhyi wa yumit wallahu bima ta'maluna basir وَلَئِن قُتِلْتُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَوْ مُتُّمْ لَمَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرَحْمَةٌ خَيْرٌ مِّمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ وَلَئِن مُتُّمْ أَوْ قُتِلْتُمْ لَإِلَى اللَّهِ تُحْشَرُونَ If you notice over here, we have been prohibited from saying such statements even. Because what you say, then you actually start to believe in it. Right? And then what you say, you tell yourself, and other people also start to believe in that. So be careful about what you say at the time of loss and grief. 